This is episode 209 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life. Today's articles are How to Camp in the Rain When You Least Expect It and End of Year To-Do List for Preppers and Survivalists. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey, before we get started, uh, you can make sure that you get the Prepper Website Podcast delivered to your preferred device without fail. We make it very easy for you to subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or any other favorite podcast network. And if you do feel you're receiving value from the podcast, we appreciate your kind reviews. Hey, let's go ahead and get started on this Monday episode of the podcast. I hope you had a great weekend, had some time to uh, relax and and maybe get to some preparedness uh, there in in one way or the other, whether it's knowledge or skill. Uh, I had a very busy weekend. Uh, It was more job related, and so Saturday, Saturday is really my only day to really sleep in late, but uh, we were early at the office uh, Saturday morning. We had like a virtual techathon my department is under the instructional technology department uh, in for the district, and so the department was doing. Uh, one of the other coordinators was uh, sponsoring a big virtual telethon or techathon, actually, and so uh, we streamed live from on YouTube uh, for about eight hours. And different speakers came on and talked about different things. And so, if you follow me on Twitter, not my prepper website, but my uh, my Todd Sepulveda uh, Twitter handle. You would have seen a lot of posts on, uh, on you know technology, and we were kind of just retweeting. So it was a whole team of us that were working, uh, working Twitter and YouTube, and and you know making sure that all the things behind the scenes were going well. And uh, you know there's some good things even if you're not like in education. There were some good things even just creating graphics. Uh, one of the guys that I've known for a very very long time. Uh, did a graphics uh, presentation on using Google Drawing, and there was a lot of things that I didn't even know. And so I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute! There's uh, that's some cool stuff." And he he showed how to you know put together some really great graphics just using Google Drawing. Um, so yeah, there's about eight hours worth of of YouTube videos. I think they um, they're going to kind of split them up into the the various presentations and release them uh, a little at a time. So. Uh, I guess if you follow me on my personal Twitter, you'll be able to uh, to see those as we tweet those out. So uh, there's always a lot of cool stuff. Maybe that's something that we need to do in the preparedness community: do a, a virtual uh, techathon on on preparedness, ways to uh, to use technology to be prepared. I'm trying to do a little bit of that on Facebook Live. If you follow, uh, if you have liked the Facebook or the the Prepper website Facebook page, not the group. I talk about the group a lot. But if you like the page, I do. Uh, I, I started doing like my favorite article of the week that I've uh, talked about that I've read here on the podcast. And so I've done like a, a live thing. And I've played around with some software. I did my first one this last week, and uh, I don't know, trying some different things. But you know, my favorite article. Uh, talk a little bit about it, not necessarily read it because that would be very redundant from what I do here, but maybe just talk a little bit about it and give some more feedback and and give some exposure out there to some of the other to to other uh, websites that are out there. I mean, that's really um, to be honest. I don't where I see preparedness right now. I see it kind of dragging um, because we we monitor so many different websites and we link to so many different websites. There was a time where there were so many articles and websites and things that it was kind of hard to keep up with. And there's still a lot of them out there. I mean, don't get me wrong, but it just seems like it's kind of dragging. There's There's been a, a, an interest, uh, you know, wane a little bit on uh, on preparedness maybe. You have your hardcore people out there who have been prepping for a long, long time. I know some of you listen to the podcast. I'm very appreciative of it. Some of you are on the Facebook group, and uh, you do when people ask questions and stuff, and you're helping, you're giving information out. That's greatly appreciated. And I know that there's new people coming to preparedness all the time because uh, when when I when people register for uh, the email list, right? When right now you can subscribe, and, and I'll send you out the, that that uh, 
nine experts provide their seven top uh, items for for their kits and you get that in your in your email when you subscribe for the email but uh, I also have if you if you read the the first email that I send out you know very carefully I, I ask you to uh, if you want to to fill out a survey and so I see people that are registering all the time for the email list and they're letting me know I mean just it's two questions it's kind of like you know what is your most um, you know what 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 is the biggest question or the biggest thing that you're dealing with in preparedness and something along those lines and then how long have you been preparing for and uh, of course we get people from all over the gamut but there are a lot of new people to preparedness and and definitely I know I've heard from a lot of you as well uh coming into this you know coming to the podcast and uh you've seen it on iTunes or you you know you've seen it somewhere else uh, and you, know, you started listening to it, and it kind of got to grab your attention. So there's always people that are interested. There's always people that you know their eyes are waking up. Um, they're realizing that this world is very, very fragile, and uh, they kind of go through their little freakout period. And, and I'm just letting you know, you don't want to freak out. You want to be smart on the way that you approach preparedness. Freaking out will get you to make bad decisions. But uh, there's always new people coming. But it just seems like the the totality of it all is uh, it's kind of waning a little bit from where it was uh, even just like a, a year ago, maybe you know like a year and a half ago, and so that's probably because there's no major disaster, so a quote unquote disaster coming up on the horizon. But the fact is, is that those of us whose eyes are open, those of us who stay aware, realize that man, things are crazy out there. Now, I mean, we, we're not. You know, living again. We're not living in fear, but there, there's so many things like plates spinning up in the air that uh, so many one little crash, you know, can can cause some pain. And and uh, we we like to be a little bit more prepared. We like to be um, aware of what's going on. So when the things happen in our lives that are unexpected, we're able to adjust and adapt to those a little bit faster. And so I uh, just wanted to, you know. I want to, and that's again my goal is to, when I'm doing the Facebook Lives, is to maybe push out some of the other um, websites that don't get so much attention. And so if you know of any websites that I really, I haven't been reading the, their articles here, um, or you know, contact them and say, hey, why don't you contact Todd over at Prepper website and give them permission to read your articles. You know, I'd love to give them a little bit of uh, of airtime, a little bit of traffic that way. We'd love to link to them on Prepper website. Now, there's no way that I can keep up with every new website out there. So if there's new ones, please let me know. I mean, you can hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can email me, you know, over uh, from the website, you know, todd.sepulveda at prepperwebsite.com. So there's a lot of ways that you can get a hold of me. We want to make sure that you know we get those uh, you know that attention out there because new new websites pop up all the time, and sometimes uh, people will write from a perspective that maybe has not really been written from before. You know, everyone comes from different parts, uh, different parts and different areas, and and has different ideas. And so if they might talk about food storage, but they might talk about food storage in a way that uh, you know, we haven't heard of before, or maybe it was a new idea that really just man, that, that's a that's an awesome idea. How did someone not think about that before? There's always cool things uh, coming up and happening. So, uh, trying a little bit of that, the virtual, you know, techathon type thing, getting out there. Maybe we'll do a little bit more. It's really easy for me to do it on Wednesday. On Wednesday night, I do a little devotional for my church on our, on our Facebook Live uh, on our page. And, uh, and so I, I do that. So I have everything kind of set up already, all the camera and everything. And so uh, it's easy for me to do that then. So I'm shooting for Wednesday nights, maybe possibly in a couple of weeks moving to Thursday nights. So it just kind of depends on, on how everything goes. But anyway, you just uh, kind of throw that out there. If you haven't liked us on Facebook, you can like us there. And we do post the, the, the top four or five articles on Prepper website every day there, as well as uh, the, the episode, the, the recent episode from the podcast goes there automatically. But I do hang out on the Facebook group a whole lot more. And uh, so if you, uh, you want to interact, I'd love for you to come join us over there. 
All right, enough of talking. I have talked a lot. Let's go ahead and jump in to our first article. Our first article comes to us from PreppersWill.com. And uh, this is a guest post, and uh, it's entitled, How to Camp in the Rain When You Least Expect It. There's, a, there's some syntax errors here, or at least I, I think so, so I'm going to struggle a little bit in reading this one. But when I was thinking about reading this one, I was like, you know, when we think about going camping, I don't know about you, but there's been times before where we've kind of uh, prepared to go camping, and then we saw the weather, and it's like, oh, man, that sucks. It's, it's going to rain. Why do we want to go camping in the rain? Now, uh, you know, when you're taking a family and you're trying to make it a good experience and you want to do those, you know, s'mores over the fire and you want to do all that kind of stuff, you don't want to go and make it a miserable, uh, a miserable trip for everyone, especially when you're trying to get them, uh, you know, accustomed to doing things like that. But there is this, there, there is this thing, right, that happens this mindset that we we need to really kind of get past and kind of a little bit of what I was talking about before here uh, when when I started getting into this this article is things always go wrong and so there are times when you might go camping out there and it starts to rain and man you so you had you meet that head-on and so you you figure out how to how to do it and so um, you know, if you were in a bug out situation or if you were in an emergency situation, it's quite possible that things aren't always going to be perfect for you. So how do you adapt? How do you make the best of it? How do you, you know, you do it? And, and so there might be some ideas here that you get. And this is kind of a basic, uh, for those of you who are expert campers, this might be a very basic article for you. But there are some good, great ideas here. Um, that when you read them, like, yeah, they kind of make a little bit of sense. So let's go ahead and get into this article again at prepper, PreppersWill.com, How to Camp in the Rain When You Least Expect It. I knew I'd check the weather before I hit the trails, but who can ever be sure? The track suddenly became muddy and visibility was difficult when rain poured in the mountain. I heard the disappointment of other backpackers as they hardly made it through the path. Now, how to camp in the rain. I've had several camping trips with different groups. So far, that's what that was the first time I encountered rain. However, I was amazed how our camping guide took it so lightly when I heard him say, It's raining. This is going to be more fun than I have expected it to be. So now I'm sharing what we did to enjoy the camping still and beat the rain. I'm going to be ready the next time around and so will you. How to survive camping in the rain. Camping in the rain is not like survival of the fittest as what I have felt that time. I wasn't precisely the tough type. In fact, it was the most amusing adventure I've ever had. I tell you, if you are with the right company, camping in the rain could turn out to be more exciting than no showers at all. Nevertheless, before going on adventures, make a guide list first to be prepared. So, you know, that's that's a great point there and maybe a point that should have been focused on just a little bit more in the article is attitude is such the big deal and if you are the one kind of like you're the dad kind of taking the taking the family or if you're the parents taking the kids I mean you have the ability to or you're the leader right you're the group leader or whatever it might be you have the ability to kind of change the whole atmosphere of your trip whether it is you know clear skies I mean because you can have clear skies and it can be a beautiful day and you can have one of the grumpiest people in the world kind of like hey let's go out into the woods let me leave you behind right it's like oh why does anybody want to be around that and you can have the most nastiest day and have grumpy people as well and so it really kind of depends the attitude and, and the overall, your attitude can, can change the overall atmosphere of the group. And so how important is that not only in, because I'm, I'm looking at this article and I'm not only thinking about camping, I'm thinking about, you know, overall, you know, emergencies and disasters and crisis and, and those kinds of things. Because if you are looked at as the leader or you're the parent or you're somebody that people are looking to for advice and 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 uh, you know information, then you have this ability to make the very very best of it and to uh, encourage people and inspire them and light a fire inside of them that, that helps them to get through uh, the situation. And so uh, I I love that aspect of it that that leader said, hey, this is going to be more fun than it ever was. And of course, for the author who's writing this, 
it was, you know. And she's like, yeah, I'm not some like, you know, military. Ta-. And actually, it's a woman writing this. Is I'm not some military tactical, you know, uh, you know, marine thing, marine person here. You know, I'm just, you know, a regular person. And uh, but this was one of the funnest times for me, right? Okay, so uh, prepare what you have on your checklist. Here's my checklist suited for camping in the rain. A rain jackets, pants, and boots. Avoid cotton fabrics. I recommend quick drying synthetic fibers. Bring extra clothes, socks, and towels. Store it in sealable plastic bags. Waterproof rain cover for your backpack. Suitable tent or hammock and tarp for rainy days. A hammock tarp plays a big help. Choose one that is big enough to protect you when using a hammock or you can use it to cover the whole space inside your tent. Tents should be waterproof, lightweight, and with a seam tape. Blankets to warm you up. Fire starters. Find one that still works even when it rains. A lighter, stormproof matches. Food. I like to go light, so energy bars and some no-cook backpacking meals would do. And water. Enough to support the entire trip. A handy stove for some hot chocolate or tea, perhaps. Um, the only thing that I would say, and I, it really depends on your your camping. And again, I am not an expert uh, hiker camper, right? But when I when I camp, it's like we're gonna go find a base camp, and that's you know that's kind of where we're at. We don't hike into the woods, camp, and then continue hiking and camp. I've never done anything like that before. So definitely, water is going to be uh, very, very important because you, uh, you know, you, you want to carry some water with you, but you're going to have to find water sources as you go. Um, but then food is also an issue too. And so I think I would want. Um, I, I love the hot cocoa and the tea aspect here, but I think I would like to have some warm food. So if it was if it was rainy and uh, we, you know, we were sitting under a tarp and had a fire and all that kind of stuff, I think I would want some warm food. So maybe some freeze-dried uh, meals to add a little bit of water, but it, again, you, your water situation is gonna be a deal. Uh, blankets, you gotta make sure, if you're, if you're doing that hiking, camping, hiking thing, you gotta make sure that you are in, you know, your, your, your materials and your gear is lightweight, but it's quality stuff so that you can make sure it's gonna hold up. So uh, anyway, there you go. Because I've always, you know, one of the things about camping is the food, man. I mean, you know, that's that's one thing. Uh, w- when you go camping, you want to be able to have some good food. You want to cook out. You want to, uh, you know, you want to sit around a fire and those kinds of things and, and making s'mores. And I don't know. I mean, at least when you're taking taking the young people, um, that's, that's a, a big deal. So the right spot to set up camp, it takes a long hike before reaching this right spot. Eventually, when we found the right spot to set up, it was constantly up. It, it was bliss, even when it was raining and dangerous. So here's how to find a suitable location so not to worry when it rains. Take notice of the full location. Does it look like it flooded there before? If yes, then avoid setting there. Do not choose soft terrains or slopes too. Pick an elevated place that is near a river or lake, but make sure it's not too high to I'm sorry. Pick an elevated place that is not near a river or lake, but make sure it's not too high to expose you to lighting lightning and avoid being washed out with the water when the waters overflow. Don't pitch your camping shelter under trees. Rain showers won't stop even though the rain's long gone. Broken branches might hit you too as a result of a windy night. Remember to be continually on the lookout for the surroundings. Be alert when necessary. I've talked about this before when we went up to the country before Dad had um, any structures up there. I mean, we camped out. And one of the things that we did is we had a humongous tarp and we would set that up and it created uh you know it created shelter from the from the sun from rain i think there were some times up there where we got a little bit of rain showers uh it provided a place where we could cook and 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 eat and and all that kind of stuff and even was big enough to cover our tent and so uh i always liked that idea in order to do that though we had to have trees now i don't know about the i understand what she's talking about if uh if you set up under trees when it rains, yeah, the the rains, the wet tree limbs and all that kind of stuff are going to continue to drop rain down on you. However, if you have one of these bigger tarps that you can set up and can you're setting up this one, you know, this one place and and uh, to create uh, 
a nice area for people to sit under even if it's raining then I think you're way better off you're gonna have you're gonna need some trees but always 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 you want to if you are camping under any trees you want to make sure that you are paying attention to the trees you're looking up to make sure that there's no dead limbs that they're you know you're not setting up against a tree that is uh, you know that is looks like it's dead or the branches look like they can fall at any time you don't want that at all so you've got to be really careful about that uh, when you're doing that how to pitch your shelter in the rain when the area is secure it's time to set up the tent or are you a hammock person tent or hammock the excitement will be the same I'm sure you are familiar with setting up your hammock tent tart so there's no need for me to elaborate however here's a video showing ideas on how to pitch the hammock when it rains so there is this uh, this uh, video here it's about 18 minutes long uh, and I've seen uh, Dave Canterbury talk a little bit about this before and other people talk about it before this guy goes into a lot of detail about setting up your hammock uh, I have never hammock tented or, or camped before uh, I know that uh, my son when he was on a missionary uh, trip uh, in, in Salt Lake um, he, he did and uh, they slept outdoors and it was really I mean he really enjoyed it uh, down here in Houston or in Texas, I mean, it's really hot. So, I mean, you only have a little bit of time to do that when it's really great weather. But anyway, uh, that is something that I want to do that I look forward to doing. Here are some tips on how to keep your tent dry. What I think is, what I think is essential with tents is to keep it dry on the inside. My tent has a one-piece tub floor, so it's an advantage to rainy weather. Unfortunately, my tent doesn't have a floor cloth, so I did a quick buy for it. If you purchase one, pick the one that is marginally smaller than your tent floor size. It prevents water from coming inside the tent. Tarps are practical too as an alternative. You need to fold the edges to make it work. And yes, towels can be hand handy to soak up water. Don't wait for the rain to pour before pitching your tent. Worst times when torrential downpours caught you by surprise. It would be safer to wait for it to mellow down before setting up. I usually backpack with a group so teamwork helps. I do the poles ready. Others will do the rest. It's faster than doing it myself. Keep your tent ventilated to minimize condensation. I'm not exactly sure what she's meaning here by uh, you need to fold the edges to make it work um, on, that, on the tarp, I guess. Uh, I'm thinking maybe they're, they're saying fold it down or uh, pin it down. Not exactly sure on that one. Um, if someone has some insight, you feel free to, to let me know on that. Uh, the importance of a tarp. Whether I'm in for hammock camping or tent, tarps are always my trusted best friend, especially when it rains. Pitch the tarp correctly so you can keep specific areas dry. I can make use of the dry ground as a cooking and eating space and even a spot where I can hang out with everyone. As I have mentioned earlier, you can use tarps to lay on your tent floor, but tarps can also be utilized over my tent or hammock for an additional rain protection. On top of this, the dry space it provides is an extra space to hang my wet clothes and towels. How to build a fire campfire shelter under the rain. What's camping without a fire? One of my favorite pleasures in camping is the campfire. It's not all about the marshmallows. What I love is the warmth and the ambiance it gives in the place at night. Nonetheless, do you know how to light a fire when it's raining? Here are the steps. Number one, prepare the tinder. Well, it would be hard to find tinder when it's all wet, right? So it may be a good idea to bring some ahead if you already have a hint it's going to rain. If there's none, look for tinder like pine needles. They do not absorb much water. They dry fast. And bark, peek at a dry side of a tree. Scrape some shavings under for tinder. Look for a place where there's a bit of shield for dry items. Building fires under the tarp is acceptable if you make sure it won't catch fire. Layer the dry branches, leaves, or bark in such a way that a little air can go through in rising directions. Some call it a teepee technique. And then make a fire. I have a lighter and some fuels. It's easy to make a fire that way. If you like a little challenge, kindling will do the trick. Now keep the flame alive. So one of the things, uh, if you ever get stuck, right, it, to do is if you can if you can get to some some limbs or you can get to some wood, the outside might be wet, but the inside 
of the of the trees might or the the wood might not be so what you want to do is you want to baton I me mean, if you have uh you know a, a decent survival knife and and again i i uh i uh, always promote that Schrade SCH F9, I believe. I have it over on Ed That Matters. It's a really great budget survival knife. If you don't have a survival knife, this sucker is under $40, and you you wouldn't believe that it's under $40. Like, if you were here right now, and I gave, and I let you see this knife, and you felt it, and you, you handled it, you, you there's no way you were like there's no way this is forty dollars i mean you would tell me you would quote me a price that was higher it's just really amazing um i'm gonna link to it in the show notes again i do it all the time but if you ever if you're ever later on you're like man you know what was that knife that todd was talking about i have it over on edthatmatters.com and uh it's, just, it's on the sidebar because and, and actually i think i have it on prepper website too on the right uh, I have it more as a as a text link there because I just believe in that knife. I think it's a great, great deal. But anyway, so you're using your knife to baton the wood, so you're getting to the center of of uh, that limb or that wood or whatever, and that should be dry, and that's what you want to use, right? So whether whether you're you're cutting it down really small to uh, to make some feather sticks and to use that, and then of course the other wood can be around there and it can be drying, but I think that's where you start, and of course having some kind of uh, fire kit. I mean, if you're going to be hiking and camping and all that kind of stuff, you need to have a fire kit with multiple ways to make fire and even some fuel tabs and and uh, some uh, you know making making some on your own you know with maybe some Vaseline and cotton balls or even uh, I always remember Todd over at Survivor Survival uh, Sherpa who's made his own with twine and uh, with uh, wax right you can make your own fire starter there and uh, you need to you know we've talked about that one before in the past if I find that one I will link to it uh, so you can get it in the show notes or uh, I, I, I think that they're also um, well I don't know if we have a, a search on prepper you know what that might be a good idea I'm gonna need to remind myself to make sure that I have a search function up on prepperwebsite.com or, or uh, the, the prepper website podcast because we have talked about it before so uh, you could search for uh, you know fire, or you could search for uh, survival Sherpa, and I'm sure it'll pop up. But anyway, uh, you need to have a fire kit. I mean, I think that's really important. All right, so chill and have fun. Do you know that camping in the rain can bring us closer to our friends than in summer? Literally, yes. Think of the limited dry space. Kidding aside, it is a beautiful opportunity to bond under the tarp or tent. Campers here are what we did campers here here is what we did to keep the time lively and entertaining so take note conversation naturally this comes first talking about funny experiences or people that are left behind it will last but not for too long try converting to storytelling games deck of cards board games conversing while uh, minding the cards is impressive it keeps our minds and hands busy that might be a good time to have the card game conflicted there right if you're uh, with like-minded people, I don't even, you know, I've always wanted to do conflicted with people who are not like preppers and survivalists. Like how would they, how would they do, you know, how would they think about that? Uh, how would they go about doing it? All right. Anyway, uh, music camping without music for me is boring. I love to listen to, to guitar and sing some group songs. It keeps the group alive and lightens up the mood. All right. So um, I do agree with that. The problem, though, is if you're hiking and camping, I mean, who's carrying the guitar? Right. Um, I mean, a guitar is, is a great thing. Uh, I have heard, you know, my dad used to uh, used to tell me that when he was in the military, there was a guy who didn't have any money. But he could uh, he could play the guitar, so everyone he could sing and, and stuff, and and so he was always invited, and people always paid his his way to wherever you know they went on trips or whatever, so that he could bring his guitar, so that he could play and sing, and and you know they would have that entertainment there, right? Uh, this was back during Vietnam, the Vietnam era. He was in uh, he was in the military during that time, and he just he always talked about that. I mean, because if you play the guitar, you know you always have that. I had a a friend. Uh, when we were, I was a liquid petroleum gas surveyor on uh, on the ship channel uh, here in in the Houston area at one time, and uh, I never got to experience this, but uh, he, uh, you know, we we were on a lot of ships like uh, that were uh, that were piloted by Germans, right? 
Uh, and so you, we had, you know, Germans and some French and, and all over the place. Uh, the, the officers were always, you know, like German or French or, uh, you know, they could have, they could be American or whatever. But the workers were always Filipino. They just seemed like. And, uh, but there was this one crew that he loved being on because, uh, I mean, the officers would always invite us to go eat with them in their mess hall, but the but the the work crew, I mean, they were the ones that had the fun. And uh, so there was a guy, and they had like a a, a fake book, right? So a fake book is uh, a song or a book of songs, and uh, you can play the you can play the the songs or whatever, but it's just like chords. So you're not having to know like how to actually play, um, you know, the guitar and the solos and all that kind of stuff. You can just play along the chords. And so they had a Eagles fake book, and uh, they just I mean he said man they just sang all night long, and he said man it was fun. And so you always you you have that aspect of it. My only thing is if you're camping and hiking and moving, I mean carrying a guitar that's that's Gosh, that's you got to be really, really um, dedicated to 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 want to do that. But uh, I do agree that that would be great. Or maybe having a little, uh, you know, a little speaker, a light speaker, battery operated speaker, you know, something like that, a battery pack that you can play some music and some tunes, you know, in the background. That would be great. And then lastly, enjoy food. You may think the food is scarce during, but no way. It's like a feast to me. Talk about sharing what you have. On the contrary, some bring food for everybody. And the hot chocolate and the warm tea are my favorites that I continuously look forward to. Books? Well, when we're all down and calm, it's time for your beloved book. Rain hikes. If you love the rain like me, you will enjoy walking in the rain. Just make sure the path you choose is not prone to accidents. So I don't know if I'd take a book. But uh, I, you know, I kind of understand that, I guess. Safety rules. Of course, you, we can't enjoy camping to the fullest without strict discipline and safety rules. I don't want to end up in trouble within a remote area. To minimize danger along the way, I guess stating some important safety rules is advisable. So cook, cooking safety rules. Keep your food and water safe. Don't use fuel-burning equipment inside the tent. Keep food hidden from animals. Cook far enough not to burn the tent. Health safety rules. Keep yourself warm. Drink plenty of water. Activity safety rules. When hiking in the rain, avoid poisonous plants like poison ivy as well as slippery, rocky, and narrow paths. Don't go beyond your limit to prevent injury. Keep the medical kit always ready. I think that's an important aspect there. Um, kit, medical kits, first aid kits should be with you like all the time. Like you should have one in your car. You should have you know a little basic kit. Uh, you know I carry my little. I've, I've talked about it so often. My little boo boo kit. I keep that in my in my backpack. Uh, definitely when you're going camping, you need to have uh, first aid supplies. Never wander alone and keep keep a close watch on on kids. So when it's time to go home, it's it's much hassle for me when it's time to pack up. When everyone. Everywhere is wet. I don't like to move around a lot. There's plenty of things to do that I want to st- that I want to stay. Well, anyways, that's vital. What's vital are putting all the wet stuff in some sealable plastics, store the equipment in separate bags, make sure nothing is left behind. And I, you know, one of the things when you're when you are camping and it is wet like that, and uh, undoubtedly your tent and other things have gotten wet putting them away yeah okay so you can travel back home but you're going to have to bring them back out and you, I mean you know this you need to bring them back out and set them back up so that they don't mildew so they, they you know so they dry out you don't want to store them away wet I mean I think that's pretty reasonable everybody understands that and knows that it's just a new experience that I long to happen again it may not sound right to you but I love the rain in fact I take time to bathe in the rain even at home <laughs> okay my backpacking journey was indeed an unexpected adventure that was full of laughter if you happen to camp in the rain remember these tips and you'll be okay with the proper gear and equipment you are ready to let it happen don't forget to stick to backpackers who are good friends in a place far from home they're the only ones who can help you out and of course in times of boredom they only they're the only people who can cheer you up all right so uh this article it was written by lauren reese uh and i guess she's the founder of clever adventure so there is a link to uh her her website here i guess they focus more on uh hiking and camping and backpacking and things like that so um not a lot of links here but there there are a few and there is that um there is that one video uh if you are thinking about 
camping, you know, or, or uh, if you are thinking about uh, camping with a hammock, you know, uh, going that route, uh, you know, something to to consider. Uh, back when I had the the other website, um, oh my gosh, your preparedness story, uh, where it it was a it was a website. I don't know, maybe I was a little ahead of ahead of my time or whatever. I didn't keep it going just because I just try to minimize cost and things like that. Um, but it was a it was a website where I had set up where people could uh, submit their own articles and you didn't have to like send them to me you just you just put them up there and you can do that and so we did have um, there was a gentleman who who put one up there where they uh, would hammock tent in the snow and he had some really great pictures and so before I took that down I have all those articles I need to start releasing them a little bit on Ed that matters again because I thought that was a really interesting article. Uh, and uh, he had some really great pictures on that, so uh, I'll try to get that up there uh, on that one. But uh, that hammock, t- t- uh, that hammock camping looked really, really awesome. All right, so that's over at PreppersWill.com. Go check that one out. All right, our uh, next article, the last article of the episode, comes to us from TimGamble.com. Tim is a is a friend uh, in the preparedness community. I've uh, used to link to his prayer. He used to have a a, a weekly prayer. Uh, the Patriots Prayer that I would link to on Prepper Church. Maybe some of you have been following uh, Prepper website and Prepper Church for a while. Uh, you remember that. And uh, and so he does uh, some really great stuff over there. Great articles. Very uh, you know very balanced preparedness. And uh, he put together an end of year to do list for preppers and survivalists. And I think it's just a great idea to uh, run through some of these things and. And uh, as we go through, I might add a few things in here as well, just things that pop into mind. So this is uh, TimGamble.com, and the article is End of Year To-Do List for Preppers and Survivalists. December is a great time for preppers and survivalists to do all those things we need to do only occasionally and therefore are easy to forget to do. So end the year right by accomplishing the following to-do list and get 2018 off to a great start. Check all medications and first aid supplies both for expiration dates and to replace any supplies that you have used up during the year. Also, consider if your first aid or medical needs have changed, new additions to the family, new illnesses or health concerns, etc., and adjust accordingly. Click here for first aid supplies on Amazon. Two things some folks might not realize. Aspirin does expire and becomes dangerous. If your aspirin has a very strong vinegar-like odor, it has gone bad and is toxic. Also, rubbing or isopropyl alcohol will oxidize over time into acetone and become ineffective against germs. A bottle of rubbing alcohol will typically have about a two-year shelf life, depending on storage conditions. So that's some good information to, uh, to, to know. Um, I wonder if it will still burn if you have like alcohol stoves. Uh, I haven't, you know, I haven't seen a video or an article on that in a while. But uh, for for a long time, those were very, very popular. I mean, every once in a while, I see them pop up. But for a while, they just seemed like I was seeing them all over the place. But making like an alcohol stove out of a Coke can, and uh, you know, man, that's pretty cool. But I wonder if uh, the the alcohol will still be be uh, be able to be used even if it has oxidized. Uh, that's that's curious to know. Um, next is check all batteries to make sure they are okay. This means all stored batteries to make sure. This means all stored batteries to make sure none are starting to corrode or leak. It also means all batteries currently in use to make sure they are still working. It is especially important to check the batteries in gear that you don't frequently use, such as in flashlights or radios, sitting in your bug out bag, a toolbox, or the glove compartment of your car. I personally have lost more than one seldom used flashlight over the years due to batteries going dead and corroding for weeks or months before I realized it. Need batteries? I use and recommend Amazon's Basics Performance Alkaline Batteries. Not only are these batteries at a great price, but they are especially designed for long-term storage for 10 years. Um, so yeah, you get. I mean, I think it's always good to have uh, batteries that you can use, but then also I like the Interloop batteries, the rechargeable ones. Um, I have a set where my kids use for their, uh, you know, for their controllers, and uh, they know to just go and they get the the new ones and and you know put the old ones that need to be charged back in it and let them charge up. 
I think it's also good like to have some uh, some of those carriers like you know you can find um, those double A uh, battery carriers that will hold like 12 batteries in there so you don't want them you know I've done that before where I've had uh, like a, a, a tote where I've thrown loose batteries in there not the, a big tote but a small tote and uh, a plastic tray I guess and you start throwing them in there well if for some reason if they make contact then they they you know they start to uh, start to corrode and they can have issues there as well and so you have one battery corrode you can mess up a whole bunch of other batteries if they're in there so uh, you know I think those battery car carriers are uh, are you know a good investment to have the other thing I think when we're talking about this is um, something to check batteries you know um, you can get the ones that are you know have no batteries whatsoever but um, you can also get the ones that maybe take two or th you know one or two double a batteries and uh, to check batteries to check to see if they really are dead or not and so I think that is helpful to have something that uh, that you would want to have all right continuing on change the batteries in your smoke or fire alarm if you haven't changed them recently better to waste a good battery by changing it too soon than for it to be dead when you really need it and you always hear about this during uh, daylight savings time uh, they always will say you know hey this is a good time to go check your batteries or switch them out and those kinds of, or do a battery do a check on your smoke alarms um, but maybe you know maybe it is uh, the new year time for you to uh, go ahead and switch it out and so I like that idea it's like it's better to waste a good battery than to change it too soon uh, and you know, you know going back on that there are some items that require a lot of juice for your batteries but it, but and, and so it'll stop working but your batteries are still good for other other items other things to do so you might have like a remote control that requires a whole lot of power but the minute that uh, you know so it stops working and you take those batteries out but then you'll put them on a battery charger you realize that they still are they still have a charge on them and so you know you might want to have a way to, you know, to to label those so same idea with the smoke alarm maybe you go and you change it out but you don't really throw the battery away because like hey there's some charge here that I could use in an emergency all right continuing on inspect your bug out vehicle it's time for is it time for an oil change how uh, how does how do the tires look are all the headlights tail lights and turn signals working be sure to inspect inspect the brakes for more on auto maintenance see my article preppers auto maintenance schedule um, and that's just not your bug out vehicle but any vehicle at all uh, one of the things here uh, I got my truck inspected here recently and um, they are uh, I guess the, the the back brake light the one that's on top you know um, for some reason there I guess there was a law passed in Texas uh, that they're really going to start uh, you know targeting that and so when I got my my inspection uh, I, I know the guy who uh, who does it and uh, you know we I've been going to him for a while he's like yeah let's just go ahead and change that out because mine wasn't working and so that's uh, I don't know if you're in Texas the heads up on that one you don't want to get a ticket um, check and change your water storage if you haven't done so recently also check to make sure your water storage containers don't have any slow leaks I have trouble with this in the past as all all of my Ozark Trail six gallon water jugs developed so slow leaks I wrote up my bad experience back in August of 2016 man that would suck right that would completely suck so yeah make sure that you are watching your 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 water storage and if it's an area where you are not uh, you know you don't go and you check everything you know a little uh, yeah I had that at the very very beginning when I started preparedness I, I bought one of those uh, those big I didn't know any better but I was like I wanted some water so I bought one of those big I guess it's like two and a half gallon uh, containers kind of like you set on the end of your counter and you and you pop a hole in the top and then it has like a little water spout and uh, I put it in in the closet and like, again I didn't know any better put it in the closet and it did it had a, like a little leak it didn't ruin anything but it was small enough to where it kind of like you all evaporated so um, you know pay attention I, that was kind of like eye-opening when I went to one day I went to go move it and there was you know it was it was uh, it was like low I mean there was there was little water in there I'm like what the heck and, you know this wasn't used or anything and the spout was still on there you know there was no holes or so anyway um, you know make sure that you check that 
Check your food storage. Make sure your rotation plan is working and you don't have any expired food. Make sure all canned foods are not swelling or leaking. Check dry foods for signs of mold or infestation. Replace any food storage that you're running low on. Do a home safety inspection. Better yet, if you know a boy or girl scout, have them do a home safety inspection for you. They have to learn how for various merit badges. Check for fire hazards, tripping hazards, poisonous or toxic materials that aren't stored properly, overloaded outlets, frayed electrical cords, expired fire extinguishers, non-functioning smoke detectors, and so forth. Rethink your emergency and preparedness plans. Has anything about your situation changed in the last years that will require altering your plans such as new family members, births, marriages, deaths, illnesses or disabilities, job changes, school changes, moves or changes in your current community or bug out location? Also, update your contact list. People move, phone numbers change and email changes even more often. Check out my article on special needs prepping. There are a lot of folks with special needs, the mentally or physically handicapped, the elderly, the disabled, people with chronic illnesses, pregnant women, babies, and very young children, just to name a few. In fact, most families groups are likely to have one or more people with special needs of some sort. Make sure you are addressing those needs. I think that's great advice. Review your emergency and preparedness plans with everyone in your family or group. Make sure everyone is on the same page and knows what to do and when. Rethink your EDC. How has the gear you carry every day worked out for you? Are you carrying unneeded gear? What gear are you actually using? Have you needed something you didn't have? Now is a great time to make any changes to your EDC. You may be interested in checking out my article, Most Often Used EDC Items. And review your finances. The end of the year is a great time to review your finances, especially in light of any changes in your circumstances. Raises, promotions, job loss or change, births, deaths, marriages, illnesses, unexpected expenses, life stage changes, etc. Over the past year, have, you, have your needs for insurance, auto, property, life, medical, etc. changed? H how goes the retirement savings? Is it also a good time to reconsider your monthly budget and make any needed adjustments? For more on personal finances, see my article, Prepping 101, Finances Give Back to the Basics. All right. On that last one, I, I would, uh, I think I've talked about it before. I mean, I, I called on uh, auto insurance and man, I was blown away. I was adding my son uh, to the auto insurance and I was expecting to pay this uh, enormous amount. But because we qualified for, you know, for a better insurance rate or whatever, um, we actually, I added a son. I added another person to the insurance and it went down like $5. And so I'm like, wow, you know, I was expecting to pay a whole lot more and it went down. And so uh, you'll be amazed. Um, there are times, like if you have a little bit of a break, there are times where you can uh, renegotiate maybe your cell phone bill, maybe your, your cable bill. Maybe it's time to go ahead and just break off like, you know, what... What shows do you what What do you really watch TV for, right? Um, you know, how is there a way that you can get around it? So if you've got like yourself, a, if you got an Amazon Fire Stick or you got Roku or you got something along those lines, you might be able to pay ten or fifteen dollars a month as opposed to paying a whole lot more for cable that you or whatever that you that you don't really need, right? And so uh, all those things. Um, save you money and uh, are, are items that you should be like reviewing and uh, now's a good time to do that so uh, definitely your finances is a very big part of preparedness especially if some of us uh, you know some of us in fact I think everyone realizes it, you come to preparedness for different reasons but I think everyone realizes that uh, economics is a big big deal and can cause a lot of pain and heartache so whatever you're preparing for economics is going to be one of those things too uh, and so we all realize that you know finances need to be in in good order so we're not caught uh, unaware on all that so I think there's a great list over here by Tim um, he has a lot of great uh, links that you can go check out other articles that uh, go to um, here on his site that you can click to and go check those out and uh, learn a little bit from him because he's been prepping for a long, long time. So uh, go check that out over at timgamble.com. Like always, I will link to all of um, the articles and uh, even more so on uh, the show notes. So if you get uh, on your iTunes or whatever podcast catcher that you get, uh, you should be able to 
to to get to all the show notes or to the articles and then go do that and, and uh, I do appreciate it if you go visit these websites um, these guys are putting out content can you imagine if, if it got to the point where like no one felt like their website was valuable or valued and then so they they just like hey I'm 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 done right I'm done. I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, close up shop because life happens. And it's something that uh, you know, n- not only that it's just, you know, it takes up time to, to do this and do it right. But it's like, you know, hey, is it really worth it? Is, are people listening? Are people reading? Are people commenting? Or do Are people appreciative of what I'm doing, right? And so um, you, you'll always get those ideas and those things in your head. And so if you find a website that that is valuable to you, you find an article that is valuable. And I know that a lot of you listen to the podcast and you like Todd, we listen to the podcast because we don't have time to to read articles. Totally understand that. But if there is something that really hits you right, you know, go ahead and on your phone or however you listen to it, click on that on that article and go and just go say, hey, thanks. I heard your uh, I heard your article over on Prepper Website Podcast, and I just want to thank you for, for writing this article. I'm, I'm going to tell you that when you are a website owner and you get something like that, man, it makes you, you're on sky, sky high, man. It gives you such a high, and you're like, you, even just one comment, but if you're getting multiple comments, it's like, man, that just makes you feel really good. It makes you want to continue to do that, right? And so people do give up of their time. They do give up. There's there's other things that they could be doing, but they, they give up their time to be able to do this. So, so it, Every once in a while, if you would, you know, just let people know, hey, I appreciate what you're doing. Whether that's on their website or whether that they go over to Facebook, you, you know, you, they have a Facebook page or whatever. Um, you know, just you know, that that would be really great. Makes them feel very valued and want to continue to do that. So, uh, I appreciate you listening to uh, to the podcast and and being here with me on episode 209 starting off your week again we are we are here in another week and uh, who knows what this week has in store for us but we're going to meet it head on because we are prepped and aware and we are paying attention to what's going on and uh, we are doing what we feel is right for our family uh, even if they don't believe in preparedness even if they don't believe in in emergency situations you know being prepared for emergency situations you know we're doing that we're doing it for them so that when it gets to that point that you are in that situation that they're not just you know they're like stunned you're like hey I got this I know what to do I have supplies I've prepared some food I have water you know here we got a way to to, to handle this right and so uh, man when you when you do this when you are prepared you are being the hero of your family uh, in whatever way that uh, that comes across and if you have a spouse who's there with you uh, great if your kids man even better and if you are in a whole family unit maybe your dad I mean I'm lucky enough to have a dad who believe in mom and who believe in preparedness and my family believes in preparedness my brother believes in preparedness and I have a you know church members that believe in preparedness so uh, you know I'm very very blessed so I hope and I wish that for you as well um, because uh, that's a great place to be when you can share those kinds of things but even if you're not you are doing an awesome job you are doing Doing a great thing by making sure that your family can can weather any of these storms. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.